You're listening to Rise. My name is Deanna, and I am so glad that you're here today. Hey, won't you please take a second and subscribe right now? That way, you don't miss an episode. Now, let's get started, because we've got something good today. It's something that happens every day, but isn't often talked about. Rejection. It's this feeling like when we feel like we're the last ones who are chosen for the team or maybe not chosen at all. When we feel like we've been abandoned, we can feel rejected. Rejection is subjective, meaning the rejection is from the point of view, the perspective of the person who's going through it. Our evidence supporting the lie of rejection is also based on circumstantial evidence. Someone we thought loved us breaks up with us. We don't get invited to the party. The lie of rejection says we're not good enough and therefore have little to no value. You were not picked, not favored. Rejection is a lie from the enemy to get you to question your value and your self-worth. But if we were able to look at those same set of circumstances objectively, say from an outside perspective, say from God's perspective. My goodness, how the light shines a bit differently. See, my Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you were born for such a time as this, that you shine like the sun at noonday, that you were bought at the highest price that he perfects that which concerns you and that he makes everything work together for your good. See, with rejection comes the lies, but with being the chosen of the Lord comes the truth. You are loved and highly favored. Now, this is important in life as even just little children and the traumas that can happen living in a broken world. It's important as an actor or performer or athlete or other type gigs that one might audition for or interview for, or a salesperson or even a lady who works at the bank because rejection can come at any time for any reason at all. You didn't get a promotion at work, yada, yada, yada. Only one person can get the role or play the part. Only one athlete in the Olympic race can win the gold. Sometimes a friend just wakes up one day and decides, um, well, I picked a new friend. I'm sorry, we can't even get together, but I might not even tell you that. Like, we just might cut it off. Cold turkey, just like that. That's rejection, y'all. And it hurts, right? And as a people in a society, we are set up, put in the chance that we will probably have to deal with rejection at some point or another on a regular basis. So that's like a reoccurring circumstance, right? I probably have a hundred rejection stories with all of life's circumstances, and you probably do too, but I also have some amazing, highly favored type stories as well. When I was in high school, my goodness, we had the most incredible drama department and a state-of-the-art theater. It was so beautiful. It was um, Pacific Auditorium. Now, I've not often seen theaters this nice. It was absolutely beautiful, and the thrill of performing on it was so exhilarating. 
Now I had done my time as a junior in high school. I had finally worked my way to seniority, which was good because seniority usually got the best roles. That's how it had always worked. And this particular fall, we were going to do the place Frankenstein. I had been studying the script all summer. So I was certain I would naturally get the leading lady, Elizabeth. And the two other leads would go to my buddies, Daniel and Jesse, naturally, right? So the morning of auditions, well, after auditions, I, I show up at the school two blocks from my house on Elm Avenue on my morning run very early, very, very early. Nobody saw me except maybe the janitor before school had begun. And I check for my name. I see it, but it's not on Elizabeth. I could not believe it. A freshman got my role. I had seniority. I was better. Okay, that sounds like pride. Pride becomes before the fall, but like, I was like, that was my role. And all I got was the maid. Like some people would be happy to even get a part. Now I was upset because I got the maid. Hot tears poured down my cheeks and sobs convulsed my body as I ran as fast as I could back home about having an asthma attack on the way. I stayed home that day feeling disappointed, discouraged, depressed, so depressed, crying, rejected. Sophie. I couldn't believe I got the part of Sophie. Do you know what? Sophie was a way better role than Elizabeth because Elizabeth was boring. So boring. Sorry, person who played Elizabeth. But Sophie was funny. That was my role. I loved it. I could do funny. I had no idea that I loved funny. And then Plain Sophie allowed me to take the role of Justine, the gypsy girl, at the last minute. She was so much fun to do too, but on a totally different level. Because instead of being funny, she was really, really, really intense and dramatic. And, you know, all out crying on cue, etc. So you see, that all worked out for good, didn't it? And then just a few months later, I was given the lead in our church musical, Twinkle and the All-Star Angel Band. So, you see... Some people would say, you win some, you lose some. But the thing is, is I I would like to look at it as you're going forward, then you're winning. If you're not giving up, then you're winning. When we experience rejection, it's important that we go to the one who says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Hagar experienced rejection in her situation after Abraham and Sarah had decided to take God's promises into their own hands. And now Hagar is like prego and hormonal and and then runs away. But she has this encounter with God. And she calls him Elroy, the God who sees me. So the next time you are feeling rejected and haggard, remember, there is a God who sees you and loves you. Right where you are in the midst of all the pain, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Also, I wanted to say something about who, who are you doing it, whatever it is, for, who? We are supposed to do everything we do for the glory of God. And also the word says the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. He is your safe place. Whenever we step out in faith and try something new, there is always fear of failure or fear of rejection. But you know, I love that quote by Aaron Hansen. It goes, 
What if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? Life is not meant to be lived in our comfort zone. You must think outside the box. You must not be conformed to the patterns of this world. If you are falling, you are learning. And if you are trying, then there is still hope because he has a hope and a future for you. Peter got out of the boat. He might fall, splash right in the water, but he also might. And he did walk on water. How many of you have walked on water? The fear of man, worrying about what others think, and trying to be part of the in crowd. Mm, what is in at that moment is unreliable. Look at Paul. Before he was converted, he was part of the in crowd and what everyone thought was cool. But you see how quickly the in crowd turned on him when he changed his mind and said, oh, you know what? Actually, Jesus is real. I was wrong. Jesus was really God's son. I... But what does it matter what man thinks at the end of your days when you don't have to answer to man? But you stand before God. What will it matter if you gain the whole world and lose your whole soul? So don't compromise who you were called to be in order to avoid rejection. Rejection is part of life. But it's important as the people of God that we remember that a righteous man may fall seven times, but seven times, that's 100% of the time, he gets back up. Jesus, he knew rejection. He was rejected by the very people he came to save. He says, oh, Israel, how I have longed to gather you to myself like a mother hen gathers her chicks. The Bible says he was tempted in all things, just as we are. He went through the things that he went through so that we could have a high priest, someone interceding on our behalf. who can relate to us, even in the midst of our pain. And after being rejected by the people he came to save, there was darkness on the face of the earth for three hours. Historians call it an eclipse. For three hours from 9 a.m. to noon, while Jesus, paying the price for all the sin ever, experiences separation, the ultimate rejection. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? From his own dad. God the Father. But remember what Jesus says beforehand? He said, he has the power to lay down his life and the power to take it up again. So Jesus laid it down and picked it up again for the joy that was set before him because he delights over you and you were worth it. You were worth dying for. That he would rather come and die for you so that you could be with him rather than spend an eternity without his beloved. You are his beloved. Now, to those of you who may be hurting right now, the Lord cares about the things you care about. He doesn't want you believing the lies of the enemy that say there's something wrong with you. No, darling, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And these circumstances are not forever. You must learn to see that things are not always what they may seem. What I mean is that we walk according to faith, not by sight, not by our own limited perspective and understanding on the matter. Trusting can hurt sometimes. But the things that are seen are temporary, and the things that are unseen, you can't see them yet, those are eternal. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. The Lord delights over you with singing. So, even if you find yourself in a place of rejection, be encouraged, because you are not alone. Jesus says when the people reject you, they're rejecting him. 
And when they are rejecting him, they are also rejecting the one who sent him, Father God. You know what? You are his daily delight. So rise up from the ashes, knowing that he has promised to make beauty from those very ashes and give joy for mourning, that which was meant for evil. He can turn it around and use it for your good. There will be trials, but Jesus says, take heart. I have overcome the world. I want to remind you, remember whose daughter or whose son you are. Take courage, rise up, and be the person you are called to be. Thanks for listening to Rise. Hey, real quick, before you go, wouldn't you please forward this message on to someone else you know who maybe could use some encouragement today? That would be amazing. And you know what else would be amazing? If you were touched by today's message, oh, I would be so grateful if you could just real quick leave a review. That way we can work together to share the good news. Have a beautiful day.